Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week. My name is Chris, along with my good friend, Darren Crowell. Darren, what's cooking, man? Oh, you know, glad to be in the new studio again and glad to see that we finally have a guest on that I've been begging to come on for a long time. <laughs> and then you make one phone call and say, yeah, I'll come down. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but just the power. Yeah, just the power. Just the power. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well before we get started guys make sure to go follow us on instagram at cca california make sure to go like and subscribe on the podcast wherever you get your podcast and without further ado mr shay mcintyre shay wow what's I going got, on man i got a mister yeah wow, okay i'll yeah. take it i'll take it i'm doing fantastic i just dealt with a little uh traffic which we love here in socal of course <laughs> yeah don't we <laughs> but that's uh that's part of living here you know you can't have everything pros and cons of socal Yep, yep. I feel like the three of us are really the only people right now that are not at ICAST going on right now in Florida. That's very true. That's very <laughs> true. Uh, I was there last year, but this year, uh, the way my shows work is they land on Monday. So this coming Monday, I got to have my shows ready to rock and roll. And it's very important that I'm here for this week leading up to that uh, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of changes, new commercials. And this CCA White Sea Bass show that I'm working on. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. We got to talk about a that. A year in the making. Yeah. Really? A year? Oh, it's, it's a, a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal. Awesome. And I'm dealing with people uh, like, uh, <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank here. Well, Jim Hendricks is one of them. All mm -hmm. the guys down there at the Hub SeaWorld Institute Research Facility. Uh, sure, AFCO's involved a little bit. Bill uh, Shedd. Oh, yeah. That's who I would just got done watching our interviews with because we were fortunate to have him do an interview with him right. at the facility, which was massive. And then obviously the scientist, I think it was Mike Shane. Yep. Mike Shane, Mark Drawbridge. You, you guys know a lot more about this than I do. But They're I, the homies. Uh, yeah, I have absolutely like engulfed myself with this whole white sea bass hatchery program. And it's just mind blowing to me on how big it is and how where it's come from. I was going to ask 70s. you, so yeah, I was going to ask you, so without giving up too much away, you know, before the show comes out and everything, what are your thoughts overall? Like, did you go into it thinking of one thing and it coming out a completely different um, scenario or anything like that? Or, or what's, what's your take? Well, I'll be honest with you at first, um, you know, we all get into our business. We, we do this, do we that. And I really wasn't paying attention to it until Dave Brown from Akuma AKA Davies World. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Who's that yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> he he brought it up a year ago and said, "Man, you should look into this white sea bass thing. Um, it's pretty cool, you know." And then they go out to Catalina and they catch white sea bass and put them in pens and tag them. And I just was like, "What?" <laughs> I didn't know about it, yeah. and that's my own fault. Um, and that's why I turned this into a how can stoked on fishing help this cause. Mm -hmm. and make it more aware uh, than what everybody else is doing. It's a big deal. People are trying, but um, it's it's like anything. Uh, you need more support, more yeah. volunteers, more funding mm -hmm. um, to make this thing bigger and better. And it's been going around for 30 years. Th exactly. I mean, most people, most people don't know about it. No, that's why I feel... That's why I feel like I like, okay, I, I got to do something about this, at mm -hmm. least from our brand and what we're doing as a company. I want to get more involved in it. And then so how do I do that? I'm going to go film some shows around it, do some interviews around it, do everything that I know possible, you know, in my arsenal on how to help the cause. And once I actually met uh, Charlie and his dad, Jock mm -hmm. Albright. The Albrights. I just, and I knew they were legit sea bass guys, marlin guys, fishing, mm -hmm. just, they're like legends around off the SoCal coast. Yeah. Once I got the green light and the invite to jump on their boat, I was like, okay, now this is, this is the real deal here. Came on. Yeah. And I just went in as a sponge. I just went in as a dummy um, and asked questions and I'm not a sea bass guy. I was going to ask you, had you fished sea bass before and all that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So and like, I got to give like props sleep. to all you sea bass guys out there. You guys, <laughs> man, waking up early, late nights, early mornings. The elusive ghost. Dude, they are gnarly. Yeah. But I got, all, after doing all what I've been doing, I, I had the respect I have for that fish and uh, the people who fish for them and they're really good at it. I can see why uh, it's, it's such a big fish on our coast. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. 
And I mean, they're coming out in full force. I mean, there, it seems like almost every week there's a boat out there limiting out on sea bass. Yeah. Especially up North. No, it's you. I didn't really answer your question as far as what I thought as far as, you know, back then till mm -hmm. now, but it's a massive, massive change. I know there was some disgruntled, uh, I like the way Bill Shedd put it. He put it to where it was kind of like a, namesayers, you know, he's not pointing out any names, any people or anything like that. It's just there are some people that didn't believe in this whole hatchery thing. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I'm here to tell you that uh, the hatchery is making a huge difference after everything that I saw, after I saw the numbers and looked into it back in the days in the 80s, you know, in the 70s, it's come a long, long ways. And the amount of fish that they're putting out, um, is amazing and the amount of fish that they're going to even be putting out because they learn more and more every decade. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable what they're doing over there. And then that can turn into other types of fish. Mm -hmm. You know, they even brought up the halibut. Oh yeah. And look at the halibut numbers this year. The halibut's gonna be great when they what do that. In the world? I yeah. mean the halibut numbers are crazy. Nobody mm -hmm. was really kind of focused in on the halibut and all of a sudden nope. boom, boom, boom. I mean it was the best year of halibut fishing I've ever seen. And that goes for sea bass too. Mm-hmm. It, it is. So speaking of halibut, I don't know if you've seen the video on our website or whatnot about the halibut release and the Bridgestock program that we've been kind of helping out with hubs. So uh, back in 2019, uh, we went out San Diego Bay, caught a whole bunch of Bridgestock, uh, Bridgestock halibut and uh, took them over to Hub SeaWorld and all that. Did the same thing as the sea bass. Where yeah. You catch same, them and put them in the Exactly. Same pen. process. Same process. I think six months later, we did our first release in Mission Bay. And it was absolutely amazing seeing the whole process come full circle and all that. And I don't know if you've been to hubs and saw all the baby sea bat or the baby halibut, but it's um, absolutely amazing. Those guys are dialing in that process. So when halibut, if that ever comes up as a species of priority, yep. there you go. There no, it, it is working. Yeah. 100% it is working. And when you see these episodes via on yeah. TV or our YouTube channel, uh, you'll see... Uh, and learn a lot. That's, Speaking of which, when is when are they coming out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe I don't have a calendar, but the twenty second. So I have to have my shows in by this Monday, Tuesday. They go to the closed caption company, and then they air the next Saturday. So it's basically showing up within. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, the end of the month, the twenty second and the the third or something like that are the two shows. Gonna be three shows. That's what I'm dealing with them right now. And this is like basically a whole year in the making. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's unreal. Yeah. Because it's tough to get it. That's another thing. I've The teamwork that's gone into this, mm -hmm. it's not just a couple of people. The amount of people that have put their time and effort into this is unbelievable. And that goes all the way from the, the staff that is uh, feeding these things to catching them, to supporting them, to going to capital and you know legislation mm -hmm. i mean it, it is on that's what we fronts. got waiting for <laughs> Dude, yeah. take it to the capital <laughs> big props to, to everyone that uh like i said i've just engulfed myself over the last year and just learn 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 more and more about it and it's it's all hands on deck mm -hmm. and it but it's working yeah it's not going the other way it's meaningful it's totally meaningful yeah, yeah. so very impressed with cca and everything they've done uh to get this program going along with the support of everybody else yeah for sure it's impressive Takes a it takes a whole crew. Takes yeah. everyone. Well, now and so my biggest deal is is wanting to you know crank out a killer show that really informs everyone. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about who's right, who's wrong. I'm not going there. It's mm -hmm. about just informing people and then how you can support this cause. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll be able to do it here because the show is pretty awesome and the footage we have is awesome. Um, and we caught we caught more sea bass than they did last year. So nice. A lot more. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a step back here. Go into your background. How did it, how did Stoke on Fishing come about? And uh, yeah, tell tell the Shea Mac stories. <laughs> tell the Shea story. <laughs> wow, that's should, uh, should I get a beer? For this yeah. <laughs> get two. <laughs> that's uh, wow. We'll take that back to when I was seventeen years old. Um, going to Costa Rica with a guy named Robert August from Endless Summer. Um, I played baseball with this kid and, uh, I remember, I'll never forget it. Um, I had just started driving and, uh, I was down in Huntington beach and he, I remember seeing him. I, we just, we got done surfing or something and he pulled up next to me and rolled his windows down and, and, and said, Hey man, uh, what are you doing? And, you know, 
July or whenever it was. I don't know. He's like, you want to go to Costa Rica? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Because we would always drive down. Uh, he was notorious for driving down with Blackie August um, in the motorhomes down and, and to surf all of Mexico. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to be part of those, you know, Winnebago trips and go fishing. He'd bring a ponga down there. We'd talbot fish and just fish off the beaches and surf. Mm -hmm. I mean, unbelievable trips. So I really got to know Robert really, really well and his family and Blackie. And um, so he asked me to go to Costa Rica and I just lost it. I just went, uh, yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, my parents uh, gave me the green light and we ended up going down there. And I remember taking a video camera when everybody else, you know, had those, <laughs> well, I don't even know what you call them, those, uh, some type of camera. <laughs> it was not a cell phone. Let's just, let's just say yeah. that. There was not cell phones then. Like a disposable camera? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you turn them into Savon or something, and you pick yeah. them up two weeks later. And <laughs> Everything's developed. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, so, um, so back then, did you, did you have the... Uh, over-the-shoulder VHS camera? Is that what you took? Basically, yes. <laughs> I mean, the thing was this giant toaster oven. It was just a joke. Um, but it shot good enough video, you know, in the full VH. And it was a VHS, that, or it was the V8 or v, uh, something digital. Oh, it's like 8 mil, mil, yeah. millimeter or something? Yeah. It you looked like the size of a cassette. Yeah. Do you still have the camera? I do, actually. Oh, good. I have all my old camera stuff in, a, in my closet. Just yeah. For nostalgia purposes. Exactly. In the Stoked on Fishing Museum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. And the, even the uh, old water housings that oh, I used wow. to work, use back in the days. Yeah, I used to. But uh, I won't get into all that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I have held on all that stuff just to Good. kind of see where I was and where it's at nowadays. Um, but yeah, it started in Costa Rica. I took a camera down there and went down there and had a blast. Um, surfing, fishing, golfing, partying, you know, 17, 18 years old with no parents. It was, we were lighting it up down there. It was fun, mm -hmm. but I documented it. Just, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I just was pressing a button and I actually, this sounds funny, but, um, you kind of, I know I'm going to hear a bunch of it, <laughs> yes for this, but I was doing selfies back then with my video camera. <laughs> Dude, nice. That's where you were going. <laughs> I swear to you, I was turning the thing around and just doing the because I could kind of see what was going on. Or yeah. I would just say, all right, well, we're here at the surf spot, blah, blah, blah. And, and I didn't even think anything of it. I just was doing it just because I was like trying to just narrate. And Darren, I think we found the creator of the original selfie. Yeah, Shay. I think so. I might have to go back to 1986 <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, so I got home and everybody went through their pictures. You know, you see pictures. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And then I put in the video camera, hooked it up. This Definitely not HDMI back then. <laughs> <laughs> But I hooked it up to the TV and zero editing. It was just watching it. And I could see him like, oh, my gosh, man. Everybody was so stoked to watch this. And they didn't even care about the pictures. The pictures, there's just no emotions yeah. in a picture. You know, you see it and you, what do you do? You swipe. Perfect example right yeah. now. Social media, you swipe. Yeah. Yep. Video, you're going to actually, oh, you'll give, it, you'll give it a little bit. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. So everything I started doing, I just started kind of filming it fishing trips and right but i could not edit for the life of me i didn't know mm. and i was like okay i'm getting a headache now watching your stuff shay so i started kind of like trying to film better mm -hmm. and slower and just easier and just take your time but i knew i had to edit sooner or later and so that kind of started my whole video side of capturing trips and capturing footage and capturing and then you get to relive it when you get home yeah mm -hmm. that was the cool thing is there's a lot of things you forget on your trip and then you get to watch it when you get home and then your friends want to see it and it's just it's really really cool so that got me into the whole filming and capturing our my trips mm -hmm. from back in the days and then um oh wow from there i just was shooting but i was valet parking i was chimney sweeping i don't think anyone knows that i used to chimney sweep for nine no. years yeah a company called oliver twist what up steve you're the man <laughs> Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. I used to be in sales. I used to be in real estate. I used to be in multi-level marketing. Like, I was always, as soon as I took that first trip, mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do was travel. Nice. I was like, game on. I get back home. My mom's like, see how awesome was that? Now you, you need to work and put, pay for it yourself. And that's a good lesson. 100%. And, yeah. and by the way, start paying rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
she sees me going on all these trips and I'm not paying rent. And so that's, then you get into your early twenties and that's when I was like, okay, it's time to move out and, and figure out, okay, so how am I going to make this money and keep going on these trips? And that's when I got into real estate when I was 21 and I, I couldn't stand real estate, but I did it. My mom was in real estate. For, she's her whole life. Yeah. So I was working open houses, putting on this, this tie that I couldn't yeah. stand it, you know, combing the hair and, but <laughs> I just wanted to travel. So yeah. I'd make some money and off I went. And then uh, all my, my daytime work. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No worries. Uh, so just. So l- okay. let me ask you this. Yeah, so was. And please cut me off at any time. Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> You're the guest. You're here <laughs> to talk. <laughs> so when it comes to, you know, obviously filming and then travel. Yeah. Is there a uh, one's bigger than the other passion on your end or they both just kind of go together? They definitely go together because um, no matter what, I'm I bring my cameras with me. Yeah, like I really enjoy it. I mm-hmm. really, really do. People always say, "Why don't you just get other people to do it?" Well, I do have. I've got some kids that work with us now, but mm-hmm. I generally like like editing. Like I generally like putting together something and putting it out, and then people dig it. They see me at the trade shows. And, Man, that show was awesome! Or this was. I really do enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. creating something. Yeah, I, I enjoy the creativity part of it. And I've learned a lot over that span of, you know, 17 all the way till now with filming things and being comfortable around, you know, doing interviews. And you guys know the drill. It's just, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's, if you, if you're not, if you don't like it, it's not going to work out. What's, Period. what's your opinion nowadays on, you know, you go on YouTube and it seems like everyone's a vlogger now where everyone's just kind of <laughs> capturing their life, whether it's at home or at the grocery store or even on the toilet or something. What, yeah. What's your opinion? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to anything except for what I need to pay attention to in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get lost down rabbit holes. Um, I watch what I, I kind of like to watch, but I don't just go, you know, watch what this guy cooked for breakfast or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, no, oh, this amazing bacon, you know, just uh, if, if people want to do what they want to do and it makes them happy, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't pay attention to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I kind of just stick to what's in my circle and what's, you know, my vibe and whether it's a surfing WSL or, or fishing or that's, or traveling or camping or stuff mm-hmm. like that. I kind of stick to that. And then uh, if there's what I do love about YouTube and Google is the how to's. I mean, I got my brother looking at how, yeah. to, how to fix this and mm-hmm. how to do this and Props to YouTube, man. Cause Where they, is your brother today? I thought you brought him with you. He's helping mother out. She's got a big dinner party tomorrow, and Ryan has to do sushi rolls and prep. Oh, and boy. Do all, yeah, and so he's got to be cleaning her house and helping. Mm. So what's up, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we miss you here today, buddy. Next time, Ryan. Yeah. Next yeah. time. Next well, time. Okay, so since you brought him up, your brother oftentimes goes with you on all these travels. Yeah. That That's w- got to be remarkable. Yeah, we're like – Twins, basically. Where there's a three years difference, but we're twins. We surf together, we fish together, we hike together, we camp together, and then we got our dog Dixie in the mix, which is a <laughs> blue healer. Nice. And it's just she's like our kid, basically. Nice. Don't, don't have kids. I've never been married. Um, sounds a little selfish, um, mm. and that's that's true. But uh, <laughs> it's but, not for everybody. No, uh, it's that's what I th- I've learned about life. You know, when you hit fifty, you start kind of looking at everything. There's no book. To tell you know, it's like I don't. Why do I have to be like everybody? Like not everybody else, but mm-hmm. everyone has the, the right to do what they want to do um, yeah. on this planet. And just because I'm not married with kids, you know, some people look down on that. Well, you why don't you? Or or I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you can look at it however you want to look at it. But I just was addicted to traveling and filming, and you know, I, I will say though, when you start a business, I've started three businesses and the third one which is stoked on fishing mm-hmm. panned out you know and i started yeah. I, I it was i always wanted to do something i love to do you know i chimney sweeped i valley parked i, I real estate i did the multi-level marketing everything mm-hmm. those were all four things that were making me money to help me travel but was i happy at the end of the day no man i want to be my own boss yeah. that was my biggest dream more than anything besides getting or more than i wanted to be my own boss more than getting married and having a family. Mm-hmm. I, I figured if I was going to have my own business, everything else is just going to be easy peasy. Pe- just it is waking up. I never want to deal with traffic yeah. every day. 
And I understand why you have to deal with traffic because it's work. You got to go yeah. to work. You know, you got a family, you got to pay the bills. Kids got to eat. So I understand that part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I, I just was like wanting to do something I love to do. And I tried a company called Endless Fun Productions with Robert August. And um, we did DVDs and stuff like back, mm -hmm. back in the days. And then when cell phone companies started, we had Verizon and AT&T and these guys buying surf footage from us. Nice. So we're like, okay, we're on to something here. Yeah. And then the big crash happened in 2009, 10, 11, I think it was, yeah. somewhere in there. 2008. Bye-bye, company. Uh, yeah, but we learned a lot from it. Yeah. And I had some of the best uh, guys that were part of the company, and they saw me grinding, and they let me keep everything. I'll never forget that that mm. day ever. They let me keep all the cameras, video equipment, office equipment, and, uh, you know, it was right off for them, but... That was a major blow and because I really love surfing. Mm -hmm. So I, I was traveling with Robert. I did a couple surf flicks. Uh, and like I said, we were selling video footage. You know, when I'd go down and film all these surf, the U.S. Opens. Um, and then we'd sell the video footage to them, you know, when cell phones were just starting to pop up. And yeah. what they want? Content, content, mm -hmm. content. Kind yep. of like today. Everybody wants content, consistent content. Always. It's, it'll never end. Nope. It, it, is the, it is gold. Yes, it is. To certain companies, mm -hmm. even all of our sponsors that we deal with, they want content. And now here comes the live broadcast. You know, now you got now it's really cool. You mm -hmm. got some of these long range guys shooting live broadcasts and whatever. So um, yeah, that was a major blow. But uh, doing something I'd love to do, I'd like man, that, that's like winning the lotto with without fifty million or whatever like that. It's just to wake yeah. up every morning and be your own boss and not have to deal with traffic. That was like my major goal. Fortunately, you know, some of the girls that I had met along the way, it just didn't work out. And it I, was, happens. I was close. Ryan, my brother mm -hmm. and I, we were, we were really close, but um, it just didn't happen. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we eventually get stoked on fishing and we'll circle back to that. But yeah. yeah, having a brother that loves to do what we do, I never do it. But, um, you know, you go to the trade shows and people are like, man, you guys are so funny. You guys bark <laughs> at each other, you're slandering <laughs> each other. You, you make fun of each other, and I didn't even think about it. I'm like, actually, it kind of does work. You know? Oh, yeah. And it totally works. So, um, yeah, it's really fun to have him because we actually fish really well together. We're not much – people always ask us, you guys should get in tournaments. You should get in tournaments. Oh. I'm not a tournament guy. I want nothing <laughs> to do with the tournament. It's not – it's – It's not fun. Uh, it takes a, the enjoyment out of fishing. Well, that's that's it. So I'm a I'm – a, Big time competitor. I grew up in sports. I was part of sports, and I do not like losing. And my mm. fishing is—it's fun. It's supposed to go out and have fun, and you lose one big deal, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, um, but I just my brother and I fish really, really well together. You guys probably know who you fish well with, who you don't yep. fish well with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that one off the table. Just as important. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, so no, it's 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 awesome having a brother like that that uh, we get to travel around and stuff. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So stoked on fishing. Yes. Give us the details. I know it kind of came about, you know, not well, not a while ago, but uh, it's years. turned into a whole brand. So a channel, a YouTube channel, it's a show and all that. Give us the gist. Yeah, man. It's uh that, that that's your baby. That is uh, that is my wife. It's my kids. It's it's my everything. You don't need any of that. It's just it's all stoked. It's yeah. It's, it it really is. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, do you guys do you guys even know how this whole thing or is that question legitimately? Do you know a little bit about a, a little bit? But okay. I haven't heard it straight from you. So yeah, I, you know, this is gnarly. I could honestly write a book. This is super gnarly. Um. Back in the days, I'd say, not 10 years ago, because we've been in business 10 years, 10 and a half years, I'd say probably about 15, 15, probably three or four years before Stoked on Fishing. Yeah, at least three years before Stoked on Fishing. Um, I was with Michael Falks, uh, Inside Sport Fishing, awesome show, awesome guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very, very fortunate to meet him. Good um, dude. Oh, man, geez Louise. <laughs> Very, very fortunate. And he was nice enough. Uh, I remember I'll never forget it, but um, I, I feel like I got to bring that up to lead into the whole Stoked on Vision mm -hmm. thing is um, I remember I was uh, freelancing when I was doing all my video production stuff. And um, I was working, I was actually freelancing for KDOC. 
and Dan Hernandez oh, was wow. there. And I grew up watching Dan Hernandez just like I Yeah, we all did. We did, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, just like Michael. I was watching his shows too. And this was after the crash and this was after um, I lost that other business. So I, I started freelance. I'm like, oh, if I can do movies, I can do anything. You know, mm -hmm. I can So I went to them. I was freelance for them. And then I said, I saw Dan's show and I'm like, you know, I can do a fishing show. No problem. And I know fishing like the back of my hand because yep. my dad grew up in the industry. Hardcore long range guy was down there all the time. So we grew up in, grew up in it. Yeah. And uh, so... I was out shooting, uh, or no, so I'd actually, um, KDOC, I ran, hey, are you guys interested in another fishing show? And they're like, what? They're like, yes. And there's one thing I learned about TV is they want to stack as many fishing shows right next to each other or hunting shows next to each other or off-roading or whatever it is. That way they can belt, they can sell to their, their sponsors. Gotcha. And say, hey, we've got this row of fishing shows or this row of outdoor network or whatever it is, like the outdoor network. It's just fishing, just loaded, you know, mm -hmm. with fishing shows. And that allows the sponsors to come in and say, yeah, we want to be a part of that commercial base for the next nine hours, whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. So the news station or KDOC was all into it. They're like, all right, well, do you have a name? And so I had to go through the whole process and I came up with Fish Junkie. And they're like, we love it. What does it mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> let me find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I sold them on the idea of uh, the whole fishing show. I gave them kind of like a blueprint and they were into it. So they told me how much it was going to cost, you know, to get on the network next to Dan. And so I was like, okay, well, I got to go out and get some sponsors. And what do you do? What do you do? You go to the Fred Hall show. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and so here I am with a backpack. Nobody knows who I am. I'm walking around and I'm talking to different people. But I knew a lot of people in the industry. I will say that because of my dad. My dad mm -hmm. used to own Bolsa Fishing Tackle in uh, Westminster nice. or Fountain Valley back in the days. So, again, I kind of grew up in the industry a little bit, mm -hmm. which helped. Um, so I would kind of talk to this person or that person. And uh, no, kid, no, no, no. I mean, I probably had 20 no's before I, before someone had said, like, well, sit down. Let's hear what you got. Mm -hmm. And I learned a long time ago in business, no is, is it's, it's just a no for that time. You don't, yeah. it doesn't bother me. It is right. It it can't. Don't yeah. let no. Two weeks from you. now is a different story. Totally, totally. So, um, and that did circle back. All those no's circled back around. Once nice. They, anyways, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's the funny thing. So, um, so I, but I kept going by Michael Falk's, uh booth, man, and I kept going. I couldn't even get to talk to him. I mean, he was stacked. He had people just doubles and triples, you know. Mm -hmm. That's when he had all of his DVDs on his oh, case. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. On his clear case, you'd come up, you'd look at all the DVDs. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. And uh, so finally, I was there every single day doing this, you know, just trying to hustle. And uh, he saw me, he saw me, saw me. And finally, he goes, kid, what are you doing, man? I've seen you every single day. You know, you're being nice. You haven't pushed anyone out of the way. What are you doing? I go, trying to start a fishing show and he just started <laughs> laughing <laughs> and i go yeah well, that's what i'm used to pretty much you know and i go he's like what do you want what what do you want and i go oh, i'm wondering how do you how in the world do you get sponsors and he laughed at me again and i'm like well yeah i'm used to that and he's like so what do you got so i'm like oh, i'm trying to start the show next to dan hernandez it's called fish junkie and da, 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 da. and he's like uh well what do you got what's in the backpack and i said my media kit and a couple dvds he's like DVDs. He's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a big surfer. I did some surf films. And he's like, with who? And I'm like, got him Robert August. And so that clicked it right yeah. there with him because he was a big surf nostalgic guy and SoCal mm -hmm. guy. And uh, so he's like, well, let me see what you got. So I busted out my stuff and he looked at the media kit and just laughed at it and just kind of threw it down. And he's like, I'll, I'll tell you what. He's like, I'll look at your CDs or your DVDs, whatever they were at the time. And I'll get back to you. I'm kind of looking for a camera guy that, uh, you know, can help. And he's like, do you know how to run cameras and all that stuff? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's 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 not a problem. Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know how to edit? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's not a problem either. So I finally did learn how to edit. I kind of jumped over that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, editing and all that, does that come natural? Or is that just over time just a skill set that you develop? Um, no, I definitely – well, I, I'll never forget. I went to – I don't even know if it's around Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? The I don't think store. it's around anymore. It the is. bookstore. Is it? Yeah. Even with all the books online and on Bar Barnes and Noble is still around, but not Borders. 
Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh, I'm dropping some old school names. Here. <laughs> God, I'm aging myself. <laughs> hey, I grew up with those, with those yeah. stars. It's all good. Yeah. So um, Barnes and Nobles, I went and I uh, bought a book called Final Cut for Dummies. No, oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, the so, for dummies books. I like them. Yeah, yeah, and it actually worked. And then I was working. Uh, I didn't tell you. I used to have a patent back in the days. And uh, I won't, well, that's something else if you want to ask questions about <laughs> that. But that's another one of my entre- entrepreneur things that we try to do. Um, and I had a, a buddy named Haas that I used to work with. And he actually was an editor. And he would come over from time to time and show me all the things I was doing wrong with mm-hmm. the editing. So he, he helped me out along yeah. with uh, the Barnes & Noble's nice. uh, Final Cut for Dummies. So that's, uh, props to Haas for helping me out on that editing So th- this Final Cut for Dummies, is this the actual for? That was a book. Yeah, but is it for the uh, software Final Cut? Final Cut. Final Cut's been around that long. Yep. Wow. Editing software. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Final Cut was awesome until they switched over to X. Bad move, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So if you're an editor, you may, you might know what I'm talking about. So I instantly jumped on Adobe Premiere Pro, um, which I had some editor, editor buddies tell me. And they're like, yeah, you, trust me. It's the closest thing to the old Final Cut mm. with way more. And sure enough, they were right. I love it. Nice. I, lo- I love that. So. Um, so back to KDOC, Michael ended up calling me, um, as far as, uh, having, uh, lunch. He's like, dude, you got some skills. So I went down, had some lunch and we kind of worked out a thing where I would come work with him and I would do 13 episodes. He'd do 13 episodes. He'd obviously have the final cut, final say, mm-hmm. no problem. I was yeah. just beyond stoked to even be in his presence and hang out with him. And I, I mean, I was like, holy cow. And then he kind of realized that, oh, I could travel, I could fish. I was like, and then, you know, so we went on a four, four and a half year. Great. It was awesome, man. So nice. I learned a lot through that. Um, and, and then, you know, more often than not, you kind of need that, and that uh, I'll call him like a mentor or whatnot, like a role model or a guide that kind of basically guides you through your, you know, that, that time of your life. hundred percent. It was Robert August before that. Uh, for the surf side of things and seeing I wanted to live like him. He was traveling the world, chasing sunsets. And he's from the Endless Summer, uh, the like the, the, the original TV show. The, no, the Endless Summer, the movie. The movie. The original are, from yeah. Bruce Brown. Like, yeah. he's like That's one a of the big major, deal. Big deal. And I didn't think anything about it because I was playing baseball with this kid. We were ping pong. I was traveling with him. So he just turned in like to a second dad. Nice. You know? Um, my dad was just, uh, he worked for Campbell Soup Sales. He was just corporate guy. You know, Monday through yeah. Friday, um, and I saw Robert floating around, surfing, shaping <laughs> surfboards. I was like, dang. <laughs> How do I get that job? <laughs> Dude, I just saw, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. So, um, yeah, no, but definitely I was uh, looking up to people, and Michael mm-hmm. Folks is one, um, and uh, Robert Oggs was another. That's, 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 I saw, you know, how they lived their life, and I was like, man, I want that. That was mm-hmm. the way to do it, so. That could lead into me changing, you know, charging it without the family and just going, I want to work for myself so bad. Yeah. I'll do anything it takes, to, you know, to do something I love to do. That's cool. Because it, it, it's not work. So uh, make a long story short, we started work with him a little bit. And then uh, I went over to Catalina and was just doing a small boat. I had my own boat at the time. It's like a 20-foot. Uh, I still have it. But it's a Mako Center Council. Small boat fishing at the local islands. Nice. You know, and um, circle around the West Cove. And my buddy and I, uh, JT, we're just uh, fishing in my Mako. And we roll around there and there's like seven or eight boats on anchor um, fishing West Cove for sea bass. I think there was a sea bass tournament maybe going on mm-hmm. or something. I don't know what it was. But I was like, you know what? Let's just kind of just wait and see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to get on anchor. Let's just fish for calicos and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, look over our shoulder and just kind of. You know, see if we want to end up anchoring up or get in the mix or, or whatever. And so we started fishing the island. And like out of nowhere, you hear this bloody murder screaming over our shoulder. Like really like I'm like, do you hear that? And we look at each other. And we're like, yeah, I think so. And we both look over our shoulder and like uh, maybe not far. I'd say like maybe 50, 60, 70 yards there is a girl in the water, kayak flipped upside down, and the biggest great white shark I've ever seen, T-boning the kayak. 
in vicious fashion. Like you see those great whites that hit the whales and they absolutely come in and just shake, yeah. shake, shake, yeah. shake. It was, it was gnarly. I mean, and I had never seen anything like that. Just what you see in the movies or like, I didn't know. It's like straight out of Jaws. It was straight out of Jaws. And she was walking on water and I was like, Oh my God, oh my God. And of course, we had cameras on the boat. And the first thing JT says is, get the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, F that. I reel my rod in, just throw it on the ground. I go right for the ignition and hit the ignition. And he's barely reeling his up. And I just went shooting straight for the shark. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of like a boat, and everyone was on anchor. So they couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah. So, including her husband and kids. They were watching the entire thing go down. Oh, and so when she hit the water, you don't have any idea if she's bit right. or not. So I just instantly figured out, like, I'll just go right at the shark and spook him. Get him out of there. If not, you know, I don't not necessarily want to run him over, but I just want to get him Oh, you're saving spooked. a human's life at that point. I'm charging yeah. in, and yeah. I was going to go – I was just going right at the shark to get in between the shark and her. And as I'm coming up, another boat – I, I saw my peripherals was coming out of the right, and it was another small boat that was doing what we were doing, calico fishing. Mm. And I'm like, you got her, you got her, you got her. And she, he's like, yeah, we got her. And I kept going for the shark. This thing, it was bigger than this room, you guys. It was so big. and It was, like, no you can't kidding. see it, the circumference, it was massive. Oh, it, my gosh. And I know how big it was. It was 19, 20 footer. That's what I said. Everyone's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was that big because the scientist came to the house, looked at the teeth marks in the kayak at her house, and said it was a 19 and a half foot shark. Wow. So there you go for all your noise stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so so she ended up, I remember looking over my shoulder, and, and when they grabbed her, I was like, oh, she's got one limb. You know, you couldn't help. I'm yeah. thinking just please, please, just, just hope, hopefully she's fine. And they got her in the, the kayak. And um, or I'm sorry, they got her in the, uh, the in the boat. And I went and grabbed the kayak, and the shark actually sank out. But I rolled up right on him. And he was as big as our Mako, my 20-foot Mako. Oh, gosh. That's what I mean. It's like you see some <laughs> of these these sharks come up, and they're biting motors and stuff. And then yeah. they cruise around and – I legitimately saw him, how big he was, because I was getting the kayak and putting it in our boat. Yeah. So then we both, basically both boats went over to uh, my business partner, Andrew, now at the time. He was just a nobody. I did not know him. Mm-hmm. And we drove over to the uh, his boat. Um, he had a Michelson, like 65 or something at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, dropped him off, and she was just in complete shock. I mean, the kids were crying. He was crying. It was just one of those... Just freaky psycho moments, and um, then you know we just said, "See ya." You know, have a great you know, adios. Is she okay? Thank you so much. He's thanking us, and we just went on our ways and kept kind of fishing. Mm-hmm. And but we were just like, "What the hell just happened?" And I will say to this day, um, I actually told my buddy JT, I said, "Pick up that camera and run it." And I did an interview on camera that what the hell just happened, you know, just run it. Mm-hmm. And I had said, I don't know what's going to come out of this. I have no idea, but I guarantee you something will come out of this and we will hook up with them at some point later on. I don't know when or how, but something yeah. will show up out of this. And I have that all on film and I just said, wow, this. I'm glad we were there at the right spot and, yeah. and this and that. And uh, Not so, on the pick, just fishing calicos? She wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Wow. But West Cove, as you guys know, that edge that comes up off that, yeah. it's it's deep. So um, we ended up uh, going our separate ways. And next thing you know, it was all over TV. Everybody knew about it. We were getting phone calls. Next thing you know, we had Discovery Channel contacting us and wanted me to do an interviews with them and give me that video Shark tape. Week. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know what I told them? No. I know. They're like, oh, we'll pay you. It's not about the money. No, I knew exactly what they were going to do. And I'm not knocking you, Shark Week, but I know your tactics because I'm an editor and a producer. (laughs) No, it's a shark attack. That's the first thing they're going to go do, shark attack. And sure enough, Bettina and Andrew, they went out and they they went and worked with Discovery. I don't know if you've seen it, but they they run it almost every Shark Week. 
Mm. Um, I don't know if they run it this week. I actually never watch Sharky because I'm a surfer. So I try not to even mention this. <laughs> and all the other surfers surf know what I'm talking about. You yeah. don't, don't pay attention to Shark Week because all they want to do is. If you're scared of flying, you dude, don't watch plane, plane crashes. Biting, biting. It's always shark bites. <laughs> Day before we take off. <laughs> so, but no, that's a, that's a valid point. It's huh? a valid point. So I don't pay attention to Shark Week. And I know what they do is they, you know, they, they get you with oh, shark attack and all this type of stuff. So. I was not going to be a part of that. And they were. And sure enough, I watched what they did and they made it full on shark attack. And, you know, the rein, what do they call it? Not reincarnation. It's a re- reenactment. Reenactment. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and she's ah, screaming and the sharks, you know, it's just like, and perfect example, Discovery Shark Week is when I turned around, that shark was on the kayak. Did not care. She basically, when she got knocked off, she flew in the air landed on the shark and jumped off the shark. That's how big it oh was. Oh, my gosh. And I know that because I had, did an interview with her that you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah. So um, if it's a shark attack, that thing's turning around, saying forget the kayak, and, and eating her. It was that close. That's how close she is because she basically broke her little toe because the thing was so, like, you know, moving its back tail. Yeah. It slapped her foot when she jumped off. So and, much force. And it, correct, yeah. And it was all about the kayak. So it was annihilating the kayak, not her. And That's a good thing. She has a blue kayak. It's like a dull blue, light mm-hmm. blue. So it looked like a whale, basically. That's what the scientists were saying, you know, at her house when they came and looked at the kayak. Yeah, this looks like a a, a dying whale, like a dying, like it's hurting. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when she was on the kayak, she was paddling around being nice. Hey, how's the fishing going, guys? How's the fishing going? And all of a sudden, she got bumped in the back of it. And she's like, what in the world? So she looked back and she didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Scientists said basically that was the shark coming up and bleeding out its prey. Oh. So they come up, whether it's a seal or a, a whale or something, and they try to bleed it out. That's when they sink out, and then they come straight up and hit it. Mm-hmm. So they basically, the, the shark came up, hit the kayak, and then sank out. She was like, what in the world was that? She just thought it was a seal. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or she might maybe have hit her kayak with uh, the the paddle yeah. accidentally. She didn't think anything of it until she was in the air because it came straight up and, wow. and knocked her out of it. Yeah, so um, that's how I originally met Andrew. Um, there's a whole story, you know, besides that. So he eventually got back to us in six months mm-hmm. with uh, Joe and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Joe and uh, Carl. They were the guys in the other boat. What up, Joe? What up, Carl? And um, and then I was with my buddy JT. And um, Andrew had his Michelson. He said, guys, I'd love to, you know, give you a thank you. Um, we'd love to take you guys out on a two-day overnight, you know, fishing trip mm-hmm. around the islands. And, you know. Yeah. Sure. That'd be yeah. awesome. And then I had originally asked, hey. Just for reference, what yeah. year was this approximately? Oh, man. You said like 15 years ago? Yeah. 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 It's like 2007 Yes. Yeah, you could say that. You could find it. Okay. You could find it, but th- that's a good area. Okay. That's a good area. Um, and so we ended up going fishing with them for two days, and then we got to know them, their kids, their family, and Bettina, and um, it, it was cool. We just, uh, you know, it was a cool thank you. We ended up, I was, I asked them, could I bring my cameras? You know, I was working with Michael at the time. Can I bring mm-hmm. my cameras and shoot an episode around this? Be insane. Yeah. And so that's what I did, and we ended up getting in some good, fun yellowfin tuna fishing, you know, right off the backside of Catalina or somewhere. I forgot where it was. But, nice. um, no, we got to know them, and then we parted our ways, and Andrew was doing his thing, and I was working with Michael, and um, that's actually how I met Andrew. And then um, uh, Michael and I's thing kind of fizzled out, and I was like, man, I can still do this, you know, but I had to go get paid. Yeah, I had to go find a job. So I ended up working with Surfline because I knew a couple of the guys there, and they started that uh, company Fish Track. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's still around anymore, but they needed a fishing guy hmm. in the building, and so they hired me for a couple of years. And then Andrew uh, circled back around, and I was still filming fishing, mm-hmm. uh, going to fishing stuff. My bro, Stan Vanderberg, uh, that runs Rod and Reel Radio, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's been – amazing in this whole process too because stan really knows the industry he's been around before you know long before us Mm -hmm. and um he's offshore guy inshore guy bass guy 
Um, so he brought me into this, his little circle, got to meet all the right guys. And, uh, and um, so, but Andrew was the one that came back around and said, uh, I remember him, him saying, hey man, you need to do your own show. And I was like, well, I tried before, you know, with this and that. I'm like, but you got to pay the bills, you know, back to here. Yeah. This is that where you got to pay the bills. And he was running a limo company at the time. He had like 13 limos. Hmm. Um, dude, he was a millionaire at like 24. Wow. Like, no, he's a grinder. And um, he, we're complete opposites. Mm-hmm. You know, he's married guy, the kids, young guy, and. I'm just kind of like the entrepreneur guy, you know, mm-hmm. floating around and doing my things and traveling and having fun. And um, he, I remember him saying, he's like, well, he's like, uh, what if I spot you for two years? And then he got, he obviously had some trouble too during that crash. He ended up yeah. having to sell some limos. Mm-hmm. But um, so he went from like a dozen limos down to like five or something. And so he was just kind of selling them off you know, to, to get yeah. income and, and kind of figure out what he was doing as well. Yeah. Um, but he kept that around. And um, so then he basically, we had lunch and he said, dude, I got you for two years. He's like, you know what you're doing. I saw your shows you were doing with Michael. He's like, you, you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you got some pizzazz. You got, you're funny. You're, 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 you're a good host. It's mm-hmm. like, I see it. And I had some other people telling me that too. Um, if you ever did do your own thing, come talk to us or whatever. And I, I, I can't thank Michael's platform enough for yeah. that because I, I was able to kind of show yeah. my stuff yeah. a little bit. Um, and uh, so that's basically, I'll never forget it. We went down, spoke with Fox. They knew who I was and ended up signing a contract. The name was the toughest thing. It took me at least six months to come up with a name. Everybody in the world wants to tell you, the name, a perfect example, Doc Talk. Yeah. Uh, you probably, I don't know, maybe you did, but you probably didn't get that right out of the gate. No. Nope. <laughs> no. And you probably started with a list and wrote down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everybody exactly. that started How'd a business. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. out that has ever started a business knows that's one of the toughest things. But if you get a legit name, that it it it, it carries. It, it, it does. So I remember writing 30, 60 names down on a thing and nope, not that one or that one's taken or this one or that one and. Then you're asking this person, you're asking that person, and this person, and your parents, and your brother, and everyone's got their opinions, you know, and you you thank them for that. But mm-hmm. I've there's always been a couple of people that I've always talked to that I really respect and their and their careers and what they do or whether they're, you know, good parents or whatever. A few. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot, but I've got a few that I really yeah. respect. And so I'd ask them, and they're like, Shay, this is your show, bro. You it's gotta come from you. You, 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 not somebody else. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows this thing like you do. And so I was like driving one day and I was like, man, what in the world am I going to come up with? I'm like, well, I'm always stoked. <laughs> I'm like, and I that say you are. stoked a lot. That you are. And I'm like. Stoke is a big part of your vocabulary, I've noticed. Oh, it is. It's the surfer in me. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But if you really look at the definition of it, it is me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I get jacked up for a lot of different things and it's, it's, uh, I think that's part of your intro, right? On the, on the YouTube. Yeah. 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 You define stoked. Yeah, exactly. And that's when I saw it. All right. I just turned around. I wasn't far from my house and I was like, oh my God, I think that's it. Stoked on fishing. And I went, oh my God, that's it. I stopped. I, I turned right around, drove back for whatever I was doing. First thing you do is you go online and see if anyone's got it. Right. Mm direct NIC or one of the websites I went mm-hmm. and looked at it punched it in and I'm like oh my god it's only $15 nobody had it <laughs> stoked on fishing nice. and that was a slam dunk nailed it and then that's when we kind of start you have to have the name before you can even do a show yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's kind of critical yeah <laughs> so that's uh, the very beginning of it and that that's when Andrew and I we signed the contract and it was like oh my god we got to come up with that amount of money you know per month and my salary. And, you know, Andrew was doing his thing. He wasn't even taking nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. And uh, so that was it. Our first two years was an absolute, you know, they always say, oh, well, just if you can make it past two years <laughs> in today's world. <laughs> yeah. Four right. or five years. Yeah. yeah. Now, and Stan, Stan Vandenberg, you were right, bro. It, it was your fourth or fifth year when people realize that you're still there and you're still what you're doing and if you're moving in the right direction. That's when it really started to happen is after our fourth and fifth year. 
That's awesome. um, So, yeah, that's there's a lot in between there. But that was uh, if it wasn't for Andrew actually um, coming and getting me and saying, "Man, I'll I'll cover your costs for (laughs) two years. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do." Um, And then we started kind of really hitting everybody we knew and telling them what we were doing. And you know, slowly but surely, we started getting some sponsors coming in. And um, you know, right out of the gate, I got to thank Brant McLaughlin. He's uh, that guy is. I don't know if you know Brant, but he mm-hmm. was just at the Olive Crest. He's one of the big Olive Crest guys that goes on there. He was one of our first sponsors that gave us uh, a nice little sponsor package. And I can't thank him enough. You know, Plagic was in the mix there. There was a mm-hmm. few guys that uh, really helped us out right out of the gate. Nice. So Very cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, so going back to 2007, you signed the contract with Fox and all that. TV did the deal and all that. Based off of then – and now with YouTube and, you know, basically the, uh, I guess, with content readily available and opportunity readily, readily available, what's changed? I mean, I, I know it's kind of a loaded question, but no, you better, know. worse, the same, just different format? Um, well, now, <laughs> now it's social media. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I started when there was zero social media. There was no Instagram I think it was MySpace. Oh, yeah. MySpace was the first one. <laughs> Is that the first one that <laughs> popped up? Yourself yeah. yeah. Right? Golly. Yeah. I think that was one of the very first <laughs> things that popped up. Yeah. It, right? I yeah. Mean, you guys are kind of in my ballpark a little bit. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, MySpace so, was the first and then Facebook. Okay. So but Facebook. that was like long, like MySpace had like basically the monopoly for a while and yeah. then Facebook came in like. 2007, I'm not eight? good on years. I'll let you call that out. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely the social media side of things. And um, that's, you know, I remember that was one of the things that me and Michael disagreed on. You know, I said, dude, there's a social media thing coming around. And he's like, oh, we don't need that. You know, mm. like, I'm like, man, I'm seeing it coming on. It's coming on strong, um, mm-hmm. real strong. And why not? You can advertise for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to millions. Of, to millions. Vice versa, YouTube. And I had gotten involved in YouTube back when I was doing Shea McEntee Productions, which was – that was just all my video stuff that I was doing. You know, I'd always mm-hmm. just put it up there. And this is – they were not paying anyone back then. They no. were yeah. not even close. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but I got involved and I kind of saw that whole thing. And I liked it because I could send it to all my cousins, all the people that oh, yeah. knew me or they wanted to see it. You know, now you can just post it on Facebook and – so, but I was I was involved in the whole YouTube thing way before. But um, from back then till now, um, the YouTube thing is just amazing. It it's just it's mind boggling to me, and it's real nice getting a check from them monthly. Yeah, and it's only going up. That's that works. Even better. So we're learning everything that they like, you know, and they like our channel. They know we've been around for a while, and we can give them consistent content. And um, you know, what I like about our show is we're just different. We're just, we're different. It's not scripted. A lot of them is scripted, which is fine. It's mm-hmm. just a different style. Um, to, to each their own. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And everyone, that's what's cool about today's world is there's so much stuff out there that, um, you know, everyone's got their own style. And that's one of the things I learned about editing, producing, film, whether it's on the surf side of things or fishing is, and you see it on social media. Yeah. Everyone's got their own style. And there's mm-hmm. no, there's nobody that's the same thing. No. And I remember telling Michael this a long time ago, and Robert, that's what I love about surfing. Every single day, the waves are different. Yeah. Every, unless you're in a wave pool. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Slater, invite me to your wave pool, bro. <laughs> but now there's a few different wave pools going up. Um, but no, I love the d- diversity. Every single day you go fishing, it's different than the last day. Yes, it is. Every time Today's you serve, different than yesterday. Totally. And so that's one of the things I loved about uh, both sports and uh, working in them is you never know when it's going to throw you. Yeah. <laughs> and I always say fishing is the ultimate, 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 you can't script it one bit. And everybody that works in the fishing industry uh, that does media around it or sponsorships around it or whatever, you know, you can plan out this well-scripted outfit and then next thing you know, you're rolling and Mother Nature's not having any of it. Oh, yeah. Nope, done, or you get you a little bit of sun or da-da-da. Now, mind you, I, when I when I say unscripted, it's already scripted in my head, mm-hmm. you know, front, not on paper. front to back. No, but I just kind of let, you know, my style is I let the uh, – it's stoked on fishing. I say this over and over. It's not stoked on Shea. 
it's the fishing. Yes. It's the fishing. And it's the people that are in its personalities. Yes, I'm the host. Yes, I, I kind of narrate it. Mm-hmm. But I just love seeing the, the stoke in these people when they catch fish. And you see it on social media. People are losing their mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me. And I love that. And I try to capture that. Yeah. And you go on a sport boat. You go on anything, you know, when the fish are biting. there. You, you, you would have loved it on, on our trip we went on last weekend. Well, I was going to tell you, how fun was that, man? Catching hey, hey. some bluefin on light tackle? Oh, my gosh. Not a o- sardine? Yeah. A fly line? Hey, Unreal. Not only that, but Unreal. when they started biting, we had boat limits in an hour. Oh. <laughs> in an hour. Everyone had two. Yeah. Shocking. It was awesome. It was so fun. Well, the reason why I say shocking, it's, you said it. It was so fun. I was yeah. just, uh, you know, I was on an Eldo trip, El Dorado trip out of Long Beach uh, where we got into them. And I was on a Red Rooster trip where we got into them. And I remember uh, I was talking to Colin from Grundens. Shout out to Grundens. Super stoked. They're part of the team. Uh, they, I was talking, I was like, I can't believe we're throwing fly line for bluefin tuna right now and getting bit. <laughs> you guys know it. Usually they're on the souries. Usually they stay, yeah. they're not even coming close. I'm yeah. like, did they eat all the souries? Like, what is going on here? I was not ready for it until yeah. it just started going ballistic. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I'm actually catching them on 25 and 30 pound test. Like, this yeah. is fun. Yeah. I thought it was yellowfin tuna, but it's not. It's bluefin. You're like, yeah. what is going on? And I start seeing all the other long range boats or the boats getting them. I'm like, what is this year's different? Yeah. The I'm last like, few years, you're like, they won't get close to us. They won't touch anything. You couldn't go. Yeah. Catching them on a sport boat was tough. Mm-hmm. But now this year is different. Correct, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's, I mean, every year is, is something new. And I would have never predicted that the bluefin would be um, acting more like yellowfin, where like the traditional yellowfin school yeah. where they stick to the boat and you're just all you're doing is just getting bit on a good on a good sardine. You get twenty five exactly. pound. You get that right sardine, and yeah. you're getting yeah. bit. Yep, guaranteed. A little smaller hook. Yeah, and, and it's, definitely. And then it could turn into a hundred pounder, and then you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we've all seen that happen. Yeah, and I mean we have companies like uh, like Okuma, sponsored of Stokon Fishing too, and all yes. that. Yes. Um, coming out with these little chrome baits that are like trying to mimic micro baits because that's pretty much all what bluefin eat. Yep. Nowadays, you don't need that. You, I'll just all you need is a fresh dean, and there you go. In July, that's in the July. surprising yeah. part. Yes. Of that. Usually, that's a September, October, November thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's so. so yeah. What what does that tell you though? They're sticking around. They're yeah. not leaving that far. They're not going that far, dude. They're growing up on our coast. I've had this yeah. conversation with they're, many people, and people want to fight me on. It. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm catching them. They're like three pounders. Yeah, yeah. and so, you're seeing them jumping out of the water. You're like, that guy didn't travel here all the way from the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. They're happy here. Not not at that size. He didn't. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no, no. They're. So it, it goes right back to this, like the home guard yellows. Yeah. Are these home guard blues? I mean. No, they're living here. Yeah, they're exactly. residents now. Yeah, they're going out Tanner Cortez, hanging uh, out, hanging out, doing circles, then falling mm-hmm. the warm water up. Yep. No, yeah. it's 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 we're very fortunate. I think they've what been here for six years now. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, gosh, we're I think we're pushing ten. I think it was like 2015, 2016. Because I think well, 20... I remember when they I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. I remember when I was going with my dad. They were down by Guadalupe in Tuna Alley. Right. Yeah, big ones like that's with down the, there with that's the big far. eye. So they might have been around, but but we weren't, we weren't catching them. Yeah. No, no, not like no, today. Not like today. No, we were. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty impressive what everybody's doing now to catch these big ones yeah. and the small ones. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. really really fun. Well, Shay, that hour flew by fast. I had a whole list of questions to uh, to give to you, but I'll save those for Doc Talk. Shoutouts for sponsors. I know we got a couple of them, but we have Suzuki. We've got Electric. We've got Igloo, Fish Lab, Fishman's Hardware. Any? Did I miss anyone? No, and Akuma, man. We've been part of yeah. Akuma now, I think, for eight or nine years, and I can't. They're just awesome. Shout from out pre- to Doug. Yeah, from the Davey. president Doug all the Davey. way down. You guys know who you are, man. They've been with us for a long time, and uh, it's they're, like a family. They're great people. You guys know who they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know they all had, had a big eye cast. And, um, you know, a lot of the guys are out there on ICAST. But, uh, yeah, just props to those guys for supporting us from day one till now. And, and they, they um, do a lot for, for CCA, CCA as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot. Yeah. Well, speaking of CCA, I think uh, you you guys have a table. You're on table at the Anthony Shea dinner and all that. 
coming yeah. up. That yeah. should be good. August 3rd, I do believe, August is the big night. At SeaWorld. Yeah. yeah. We're going down You're there. coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it sure. Just make it sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, the table's there. I better be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Akuma for that. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody, man. It'll be like a giant reunion, man. Yeah. Of some OGs, the industry. We're, I think we're going to get about 300 people to what? show up. Yeah. Wow. It's a big deal. And what am I doing there? Uh, you're volunteering. I know, but what, what you're, am I doing? You're passing the butter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you. You have to get up and say a CC. No, I'm not saying the speech. I'm not doing that. Oh. Shay, brother, yeah. it's been good, man. Thank you so much for coming on the CCA podcast. Are you really? It's hour? I already, we knocked it out already? Yeah. yeah. Hour and 28 sounds seconds. Like a, oh, it's all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, we had enough Shay. Let's cut this out now. Oh, <laughs> well, we got another hour to go on Doc Talk. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Like we mentioned, we're going to move over to Doc Talk. Make sure to go like and subscribe on the podcast, and we will see you guys next week.